Welcome to Mountain Page Musings, broadcasted from Mountain Page Theater in Saluda, North Carolina. I am your host, Sam Woodbury. And I am your co-host, Ashley Sandall. We are here to talk about everything in the Southern Blue Ridge. And interview all of the coolest people in our area. So settle in for Mountain Musings. Welcome back to episode number three of Mountain Page Musings. If you're watching the YouTube channel, we are literally sitting in the land of Oz right now. So cool. We've got um, the final two shows starting tomorrow and Sunday. So very exciting. Um, We may or may not be sold out. Check the website. Um, But we are back here um, with Sam Woodbury, and we've got a very special guest today. Um, Sam, who is here with us? Today we have Joe Capozzi. Uh, the family-owned business of Side Street Pizza in Tryon, North Carolina. And we want to discuss a lot of the changes that we've both seen in our lifetime in the Southern Blue Ridge, with Polk County being the center of uh, three big axes of population, and how we've pretty much stayed very, very small comparatively to everybody else. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, I just want to give a little bit of background initially uh, about the focus of the show. Uh, I did a little research in 1980 when my first year of uh, being in the business world, those five counties of Buncombe, Henderson, Polk, Spartburg, and Greenville counties, which straddle the North Carolina, South Carolina line, there was a population of about 725,000 people. Well, today, that 725,000 people has grown to 1.3 million people. And that's not even counting the little counties that, that bump up to them. So uh, with that kind of demographic change, uh, we wanted to explore about how Polk County is impacted by this and, how, and what's going to go forward. Joe, uh, would you like to give us a little background of uh, how Side Street Pizza came to about or how your family came from Pennsylvania? I can uh, discuss that. I don't know if they want me to, but, uh, especially <laughs> my brother. But uh, I guess uh, I guess it starts before my immediate family moved here. My aunt and uncle lived after college. They moved to Green Creek and bought some property out there. And my brother uh, had a little problems in school, and my aunt and uncle said they'd let him finish school at Polk Central. In 1982, so he went and did that, and then uh, he went to right after graduation. He went to work for uh, um, anyway. Not far after that, they he went to my dad and said, "There's a little pizzeria in Tryon for sale." And uh, this is 1983. Uh, Side Street was already existing from. 1979 to 1983 um, and my dad sent him some money and my brother had a little bit of money saved and they started the new side street in 19 late 1983 early 1984 and well has your dad been in the restaurant business or was this no no my dad was a builder he started off with a mason he masonary business his whole life 
he worked at a pizzeria as a teenager and said, yeah, when I retire someday, I would like to, you know, have a little pizzeria or something to retire to. I said, this work's getting too hard for me. I'm getting older. So, uh, well, what was your reaction to this? When uh, he said he was just going to do winters in North Carolina, move back to Pennsylvania where we're from, and spend our his summers there. And uh, I guess it's the business just started growing and growing. He's like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> well, I recall you telling me in the previous conversation that you were like. Since when are we in the pizza business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And you were a rising senior with this game. So yes. uh, can you explain from coming from uh, Metro Pittsburgh area, Latrobe? Yeah. Which is a big area to a small area of Polk County, which had probably about 12, 13,000 folks in the whole county. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a shock. I mean, at first it was a huge shock, uh, you know, People were differently spoke differently, and the red clay was different. Uh, but other than that, I think people were people. I think they're good people. Everywhere. I've heard that from people that uh, work in the military. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I didn't live in the city of Pittsburgh. We lived in you know, the city. People always made fun of us. All these country people. Oh, so you were rude compared to those. <laughs> yeah, <folks>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So we were, uh, you know, I worked on farms. There's a lot of farms where I, where I grew up. So it wasn't that different really here. Well, I would think one of the big differences, though, was uh, you go from a, a potential graduating class of over 1,000 people to yes. how many people were in your class? Uh, it was actually one. My class was actually one of the smallest classes in 80 years. I think it was around 600. And you were one of the last people to graduate from Tryon High? or Yeah. Well, I believe Tryon High ended in 1994, I believe. I graduated in 1986. Oh, Tryon okay. High, Tryon High. And how big was your graduating class? 37. 37. Yeah. Wow. My graduating <laughs> class at Asheville High was 435. That's, yeah, mine that's was amazing. similar to that. <laughs> I believe they said that uh, Tryon High at, uh, that year was the smallest public school in the state of North Carolina. That's, that's what I was And then it about. eventually was folded in to, uh, yeah. to the new Polk County. Yes, Polk Central, High Polk Central and, and Tryon combined in 1994, I believe. Well, do you want to uh, talk about, also what I want to talk about was how some of the different laws of that time impacted your restaurant. Mm -hmm. When I was living in uh, Greenville, I've been fortunate to live in Greenville, Spartanburg, and Asheville, so I think I have a little bit of, uh, of knowledge of this. Uh, I worked at Ingalls Markets, and on Sundays, you could only have three employees in the store. So the meat department and the produce department and the deli all had to uh, do their work and before 10 o'clock, they opened the store at 10, and then you had to leave, and the three people were on their own. The reason being, at that time, South Carolina wanted to have you know, uh, people going to church and, uh, and stay with their families. So uh, that impact was impacted your business because you being right over the line, right in the middle of, of the Greenville and Spartanburg County, or just north of there, uh, people came to your restaurant. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tryon was a little ahead of its time. Um, I believe they had alcohol seven days a week since the 1950s. Oh, wow. wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so people from Greenville, Spartanburg, all the rest of Polk County and surrounding areas would come to Tryon on Sundays especially because that's they know they could buy a beer there on a Sunday. Oh. But um, I think it's some influence from uh, people from all parts of the country. Uh, 
moving to Tryon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a little ahead of its time for this area. But well, and it also had a different uh, uh, demographic that was uh, unique to the area yes. was because of the equine and mm-hmm. uh, the horse uh, business. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blockhouse races uh, are still being held, but at one time at the original Harmon Field, uh, they had the uh, equestrian uh, Olympic trials there. Was that in like the 30s, I that's believe? What I, that's what I understand. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. when you have this, uh, uh, you know, everybody knows that horses are not cheap. So you're bringing in a whole different group of people from all over the country, if not over the world, that are, are joining in a place that they're going, well, you mean I can't get a beer on Sunday? Well, yeah. so and I'm sure that's why it changed. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a... That's, so back to Side Street, I've always been curious as to why it's called Side Street Pizza. It just doesn't really make much sense yeah. to me. When I hear that all the time that. because it's on Main Street. But uh, <laughs> at one time, Side Street was actually on a side street. Uh, Maple Street in Tryon is uh, its original location. And that was why was the name Side Street was given. But, um, that was the original name and the original location was... On Maple Street, so. Now, did uh, you guys move it, or was it moved we, before you bought it? Uh, the original location, somebody started it. Um, I forget their names now, but they started it. It was sold to my brother and my dad in late 83, early 94. 84, yeah. And stayed at that location on Maple Street from 84 till 1995, where okay. it moved, where it's current location. And what was the what was the per, the building before you guys got it? Uh, the original building. This is a very cool building, by the way. It's amazing, actually. It was a Farmers Federation building at one time. Oh. What is Farmers Federation? That's where they used to bring in feed, and the local farmers would bring in their produce and livestock, and the train would go right by there and drop things off, pick things up. And a lot of people with, that were wealthier would have cars. A few people back in the 20s and 30s would have cars. They would leave their cars at that building and go to wherever they were going, whatever destination they wanted to go to. Uh, but so yeah. it's sort of like the original park and ride. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's a really neat uh, building. Uh, you could build something like that now. Uh, the original building, I believe... Uh, was built in the late 1800s and it burnt down i believe 19 early 1900s and then was rebuilt on world war one and uh, it's the current building that you see now i so, always wondered about that yeah the like building all the floor joists and beams everything in there is solid walnut wow. um the two by 12 they're solid walnut and they're actually two by 12 i mean it's it's a really amazing building yeah or, fortunate to have it that's for sure it's really really neat place and then i believe after that stopped it was multiple businesses for years it was ice cream shop antique store a baseball card shop was in there um, and then baseball card shop yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah people are like what those things existed yeah <laughs> i think people are still trading baseball yeah, cards. they are they are but you don't usually see shops anymore. But there used to be one to try on. Funny. <laughs> but uh, and then uh, we purchased it, I believe, in the late 1980s, and started renovating it to what it is now. Um, I believe start did start on until like maybe 94, 
and then uh, opened up in 95, July of 1995. Cool. Well, what are some of the uh, challenges you guys are facing these days? Uh, You know, everybody's saying that there's can't get any help and all that. Yeah. A lot of that is... We're uh, we're very fortunate. We have a great core of people, amazing, that we've had for years. And, you know, they're like family, and you have to... And, you know, they really are family. But uh, you still have the evolving... Because we have around 40 employees. And, wow. Yeah, and there's at least half of them are constantly in and out. And the challenge is filling up. You know, nobody wants to wash dishes. Nobody wants to do this job. Nobody, you know, I, I yeah. get that. But uh, that is the, definitely the challenge. Uh, well, and sure. coming from a, a county that uh, uh, has three municipalities, essentially, Tryon mm-hmm. has about 1,300 people. Columbus has, the county seat has like 1,300 people. And Saluda has around 700 people, mm-hmm. uh, you don't uh, have a big labor pool to pool for them. No, no. And we're fortunate to be, we get actually a lot of our labor, a lot of our help, really great kids and uh, young adults. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them come from places like uh, Campobello and Inman. Um, we get a lot of people from there. Those are cities in uh, Spartanburg and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Greenville counties. Yeah. Again, that's uh, why we were... Uh, touching on this because of how we are right here in the middle of the Southern Blue Ridge and how we're a, a very rural community with Saluda being 10, 12 miles where we're located, uh, the theater anyway, from where he is and how there's an uh, elevation change of 1,000, 1,100 feet. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> just and if you look at the, the map, Polk County is pretty much a triangle and we're on the western or left side of the triangle, if you were to look at a map. Uh, just a little finger uh, that reaches into Henderson County. And so uh, with Polk County being so small, uh, it's always been a challenge. Uh, you have a lot of folks that go move and go other places because there's not in industry here. Luckily, uh, BMW uh, is, uh, makes 1,500 cars a day in uh which is a you know with a good salary uh the uh, north american headquarters for michelin tire is located in Greenville. they've been there close to 50 years uh but with those kinds of wages uh that you a lot of times have brain drain and uh so i think a lot of that's changing though because of the way uh the uh, everybody's being wired with the internet uh being able to live in other places doing stuff from home uh, it's changed a lot of the other demographics in that yeah, area. I've noticed a huge shift in demographics in the last 15 years. Um, Tryon essentially was a retirement community, and I've seen a lot more youth move into Tryon, Saluda, Columbus in the last 15 years that wasn't there 20 years ago. And I think that's a big part of it. Um, and that's they're what, able to do their work online instead of actually being in a physical location. And I've got several friends that are in that situation. And with, with that change is one of the reasons why uh, Corinne uh, Gurry started this theater because uh, the needs of, of the kids were first and foremost. Uh, before, the, uh, the kids from this area, Saluda, and the Mountain Page community had to go to Tryon, which again was uh, a, a eight, 10 mile drive, but it was a very curvy road and you, you know, elevation change and it's not easy to you know, buzz up and down the road and then, or you had to go to Flat Rock 
And again, uh, the access was meandering. Mm -hmm. And so now, uh, with now that we're uh, tied in with an after-school program where the kids get dropped off every Thursday, uh, it's uh, been much more viable. Uh, speaking of that, uh, isn't your son Gray part of the, uh, the, he the does. theater? He does. He does. He's been working with the lighting crew. They've been more than welcoming here. It's, they're amazing people here. It really is. Uh, Miss Corinne and uh, the group, all of them. Richards helped my son with the light. He's like, he wasn't interested in being an actor. He doesn't want, he's kind of like me. He likes to be behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, and he's... Uh, he really enjoyed learning the lighting system. He's like mentioned me several times. He's in soccer right now, so he hasn't been here in a little while. But uh, he's like, I can't wait to get back and learn some more of that. So Very I know cool. he's excited. He's really excited about it. And they've been just wonderful here. It's well, a great that, place for kids. That's it one really of the, is. That's one of the things that uh, the crew here is uh, uh, pretty understanding because they're children and they have different interests. And sometimes they'll go off for a little while, but they're always welcome back. Yeah, they yeah they're like, where have you been? You know, they're always like, oh, you can get here when you can. You know, and I really, really think that's amazing. That's because you don't see that a lot of times. They're like, well, you missed practice, or you missed you know this or that, and they understand here that you know people have other things going on. And um, I just noticed a huge, it's like a big family here. I've only been here a handful of times, but it's just a, it's an amazing place. It really is. And uh, I, I remember the first time I heard about it, it was probably a couple of years ago, and I tried to make a play and I couldn't. And then my lady went to a show and she was just blown away. She said, she said I left there crying. She goes, those people were amazing. <laughs> well, it's hard not to cry with Talking the about some of these people here, the way they, you know, they would talk about how Miss Corinne say helped, you know, they had nothing going on in their lives and now they have purpose. And that's really, what our children need more than anything. And adults, we see it all the time. We can have a purpose, and, and it's a place you can do that. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Fancy two-step on a wooden floor Ballerinas need walk out the door I can see Not having uh, enough to do owning a pizzeria, you're also uh, a co-owner of the Green River Brew Depot here in Saluda. I am, yes. It's, it's been a challenge for sure. Um, I When I first uh, got invested in this, and I thought I had a lot more time than I actually have, and I haven't been able to put as much time into it as I really want to and make it, it could be a special place because it's a... I've always had this uh, attachment to Saluda for ever since I moved to Polk County in 1985, um, and uh, I almost bought a home here back in the mid '90s, and, and still regret that sometimes. But uh, um, still so, could. I know I still it's could. A cool place. Just want to sit down the street. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've I think, been looking around. But I understand he, uh, you know, has a sweet place where he is, where he's off the grid and. And, uh, cool. you know, has a nice entertainment facility in his basement. So Ooh. there you go. Yeah. Shooting pools. Pool table, yeah. Yeah, my son's uh, taken to shooting pool. <laughs> He's uh, turned into quite the shark. 
Well, what kind of uh, vibe are you guys? Yeah, we're, I mean, I love, and I was drawn to that. Uh, I met the original owner of the depot 10 years ago, and then the, the last owner, Pete Potter, and uh, I just always felt a, a, just a relaxing community. It's not a, um, a place for, you know, your locals to go to and relax and meet your friends, you know, almost like a cheers, but... And a friend of mine down the hill in uh, Columbus said, oh, I wish we had a place like this. I would walk to it every day because I see people walk down the hill. This is like their little community place. And they go have a one beer and they go home. Their, their wives and their husbands and go have dinner. And It's just a, it's a neat place. I don't know, it just has a really great... To me, I always was drawn into that place too. It's not about, you know, it's just about community, like a lot of things, whether that's church or... Whatever, whatever that community is, it's just another piece of it, and, and that's just kind of how I feel about it. And I've have ever since I first came across the place about ten years ago. Well, what are some of the challenges that having a, a, a small place? Because you know, we again, Saluda is a village of seven hundred people. Uh, yeah. The fire department takes care of about three thousand people, which you know is outside, but still, uh, you have a lot of people that. Or part-time residents mm-hmm. because of the demographics of, uh, yeah. of uh, when it was settled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's a very, very small town, which is uh, business-wise can be challenging. And we we've had issues uh, with the big thing. Our problem we've had uh, we want to get food in there. Um, we need to have food on a regular basis. We have food trucks occasionally and, and a fridge full of chicken pot pies yeah a fridge full of chicken pot pies <laughs> <That's> about, <laughs> but real food uh where we could have you know someone would order something and uh we bought a food truck about a year and a half ago and had to sell it i told us we couldn't have it um why uh because we're in the historic district of Saluda. So what's with those Sunday things? You're just only allowed sporadic. We're only allowed uh, 12 food trucks a year. Oh. Yes. Which is actually a change. Before, uh, there were no food trucks allowed in the historic district, and you had to you, they were, you were fined $50 if you did it. So there has been some evolution. Yeah. Uh, as, as they've checked with some of the restaurateurs during the busy times, some of the restaurateurs could not keep up with the demand, and they welcomed having somebody to ease yeah. some of the uh, overflow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I always have this argument, like, well, we don't want competition, and competition's a good thing, I, I feel. I mean, McDonald's doesn't, or, you know, Wendy's does not build next to a McDonald's for no reason. They're, oh, yeah. Fast they food know that this is a place where you can get food, and, and Saluda could be something like that. If you have more options, people are like, hey, go to Saluda, have more options. And I think that's one of the things that some of the people look at wrong. Uh, I think you could really use more competition. It would be better to bring, because a lot of, I have several friends, oh, I guess there's nowhere to eat. There's yeah. one place and, or two places, and every time that place is closed or this place. So I think if people knew they had more options, too, it would be more of a drawing um, location for that. Now, you did mention that you do have, you can have 12 food trucks a year. Mm-hmm. Uh what kind of uh, events do you? Uh, are, right now, we're uh, they're solely devoted to our uh, art pop up, which uh, Kristen Mode here, a local, she is one hundred percent behind all of it. She does it all. She's she's amazing. Um, initially, I was involved a little more with it, but she does everything. And, uh, she's, well, yeah, she's, she's good she's, on social media. She, she yes, does. and I'm I'm a little older. I'm not 
I'm not a social media guy. I'm not even on Aww. social media. <laughs> I were like, what's your Facebook? I don't have Facebook. I've never had. <laughs> MySpace. What about MySpace? I never had MySpace. I've never been on any kind of social media. People are like, what? Well, you are now. <laughs> I know. That's like uh, crawling crawl out of my hole in my corner and got me out. And <laughs> so what kind of uh, stuff does uh, uh, Kristen have to organize for this? Uh, she does amazing job with music. It's great music out there. It's the last Sunday of the month, one of the warmer months, and she has great one bands. One to five, right? One to five. Uh, it a was, whole it was, bunch of art tent, all these um, yes. tents with artists. Yes, and uh, artists from amazing. all around the surrounding area. They come from Asheville, Spartanburg, all over. She organizes all that and gets all these wonderful artists up here to you know, do this once a month. Uh, and it's a really great thing for everybody the community and the local artists and and another way to you know support local community you know and everybody get together sometimes they don't come but once a month and that's the day you know? yeah so it's nice i actually so um i'm with looking glass realty but i'm setting up a closing gift package i'm just sick of spending all this money on these basic closing gifts like <gasps> sorry a little friend just dropped yeah, in a friend dropped in um <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, a cutting board with your name carved into it, for instance. Just typical realtor stuff. I just yeah. like to have more soul behind my gifts. And I came up with this idea to come on a salute adventure. And I've got a map that I'm having professionally printed. And it's got all of your, you know, number one, two, three through 15. Um, you know, number one is stop through Pearson Falls and mm -hmm. go to Pearson Falls for free. Mm -hmm. um, number two is park. Number three is get on your Green River Adventure with your 10% yeah. discount, nice. courtesy of Looking Glass Realty. Um, and though I know you can't give away beer or discount <laughs> beer, I did put on there um, the last Sunday of every month the art pop-up at the Brew Depot because I don't know how else we can get you on there without... Yeah. Yeah. Um, breaking some laws. Without breaking <laughs> some laws. Yeah, so. I understand. But it's going to be really cool and it's it'll have, you know, like a $300 value and all and everyone will that, get it. It'll be like awesome. a cool map all done on map paper and tied up in this whole like bag that says the sol looking glass salute adventure and it's going to be really really something that's special a great so idea. That's a, we're sending yeah. our first three out like a guy get a feel for what's in the community exactly and yeah. even if you know um some of the shops are like oh if you buy in saluta you can give them a $25 gift certificate. I'm like, why don't we want people from like Rutherford Tin to come up to Saluda and see yeah. how amazing it is and mm -hmm. show these local businesses that are, everyone just has so much heart that it needs. I'm just, I just love Saluda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I always have. I mean, this is funny because a lot of the Polk County is like, it's almost like a, a different county. They're like, oh, Saluda is so far away. It's like, it's not that far away. It's right up the road. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. And uh, and I do have a lot of friends in the other part of the county, Mill Spring, uh, Green Creek area, which is a lot of Polk County. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're like, it takes me 45 away. minutes. Yeah. It takes yeah. me 40 minutes to get there. Yeah, house. exactly. <laughs> and I said, there's no traffic. Yeah. That's <laughs> if we were, uh, you know, you know Urban, nice urban area, yeah, it'd be to three hours probably. Oh, <laughs> <I know>, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a diverse, huge, I mean, it's a small county, but there's a lot of different things in this county. Yeah. I love it here. Yeah. yeah. We love going over to the pub. Everyone calls it the pub, not the depot. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> when you have one pub in town, it's easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <Yeah. laughs> 
speaking of the pub, let's listen to the folks. I love the pub. It's got great people, the great locals that come up here, and the animals as well. We love our dogs, but it's just a good group of people. Everybody is supportive with everyone, and it's just, it's a good place to be. So come on down to the pub. <laughs> they always keep the favorite, the locals' beer, favorite beer on town. It's like cheers. Everybody knows everybody. <laughs> Smash ball. We also have some other fun pool time stories here. We also get into a little foosballing with the boys, a little panty dropping. There's a little bit of cornholing, mainly with the drunks, and uh, nice beer drinking and companionship. That's what I really like. Cheers. <laughs> the beer. It's just a really good close-knit town. Bar's been here 10 years. I've worked here nine of them. Um, you know everybody, and you look forward to seeing them every day. Because I like all the people that work here, and I know them all, and I like all the people that come here, and I know them all. So it's <laughs> it's one of those places that you just go when you want to catch up, and or if you've had a bad day, it's a good place to go to get a little bit of support. We're all sort of a family. Um, we all have each other's phone numbers. When I was out of town for a few weeks, it was women that meet down here on Thursdays that came by and brought my husband food uh -huh. and stuff like that. They, they, they check on you. It's just a real tight community. I love it. Yeah, so we've been coming to the pub for quite a few years and the thing that's so special to us about it is we're not 100% local. But every time we've been up here, the local folks up here are just so nice, so friendly. And quite honestly, that's the reason why we keep coming back. And the pub's been open before a lot of these other places. And it's just always genuine, always friendly, always open to help. And that's why we keep coming back and we really enjoy it. Awesome. Thank you so much. plan with food for the future for the pub? Oh, that's a great question. And one we still haven't come up with a good answer for for the simple reason we thought the food truck was going to be, a permanent food truck yeah. was going to be the answer, and that wasn't the answer. We were kind of led to believe that we were going to be able to have that there permanently, and that wasn't able to happen. So then we look back at the pub and see you know, what we could do without too much of an investment, because we don't personally own the building. Oh, yeah. And also, the property, the, uh, the exterior property, is actually owned by two different sisters who are locals. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> and so, the challenge is to have food without too much of an investment in case they change their mind and want to do something else to the pub down the road. And uh, So, right now, we're in a process trying to find out how to spend not a $100,000 kitchen. Yeah. We're never going to get a return on something like that. We're... Uh, we could actually do something on a smaller scale, and hopefully yeah. we can put our minds together and come up with something where people can come in there and get a salad or a sandwich or you yeah. know, something uh, 
something besides so, a beer and a glass of wine. Yeah. So I'm from Cape Cod originally, and we've got a restaurant there. It's been open since, like, the 80s. It's called mm-hmm. the Raw Bar, Bob's Raw Bar. When you used mm-hmm. to go in there, it was, like, literally, like, pictures of, like, boobs everywhere. Just people wearing, like, Bob <laughs> the Raw Bar sticker tattoos and pasties and whatever it may be. Hysterical. So it has since become much more family-friendly. But it's been a gold mine since the moment he opened it, and they had no room for the kids. It was, like, the, basically the same size as your place. And somehow they figured out, and I realized the food's going to be a little differently, oh, yeah. different. Um, but they do hot dogs, stuffed cohogs, clam chowder, and lobster rolls. Mm. And literally, the waitresses walk out of there at the end of the night with a thousand dollars each. Wow. I mean, it's out wow. of control. And so the wow. the lobster meat just comes out of the fridge, goes in a cold bun, hot. Uh, clam chowder and cohogs go right into the microwave mm-hmm. and the hot dogs same exact thing I mean and they're making that much money wow. so wow. if you can figure out how to stick yeah. a deep freezer in there and a few microwaves and, yeah, figure and that just all find out. some yeah, no. really good um, I have a business partner <laughs> as well and we're kind of like oh, it's hard to find somebody to pour a beer let alone try to get food here as well right so, uh, Josh can microwave it. some stuffed cohogs come on Chantel <laughs> <laughs> well, could do it too I know who works over there oh, yeah. they're capable <laughs> <laughs> On another note, one of the uh, nice things about the the Brew Depot is the diversity of folks that go there. Oh, yeah. That's another reason I was drawn into the depot years ago. You would see, you know, just all blue-collar, white-collar, everybody, all people, and get along. And that's what is amazing to me. It's like, yeah. it's one of the few places they still see everybody's like, this side, I'm on that side. And that place isn't like that. Which is great. I'd yeah, no. You go yeah, in there and it's people. like some yeah. two-year-olds toddling around all the way up to yes. the oldest of the community coming in and everyone just having a grand old time together. Yeah, that's that's what I always loved about that place too. It's just, uh, it's amazing. And uh, like I said, I'll see somebody that would not want to be around that person anywhere else and they get along fine. And, you know, and I always have the viewpoint that, you know, I like to look at someone, what we have in common with each other, not what makes us different. And um, it's one of my mm-hmm. philosophies in life. And well, too many people look at what makes us different. And I think that's, in our society, one of our big flaws. Yeah. Well, that's what you and Ben, your partner, are both are that way. So I guess yeah. that's the vibe that everybody gets is uh, let's... Uh, yeah, I like all people. I don't, you know, I don't care. You know, just good people are good people. And I truly believe most people are good at heart and want to be good. Yeah, uh, that's a good philosophy to have. I'm right there with you. And uh, everybody's like, oh, they're, they're bad. And I'm like, no, things might make in their environment or something will make them bad, you know, do bad things. But I think people at heart want to be good. And I well, truly believe that. Well, and you can uh, find that out because now and then you bring out a grill and you cook food and give it away. <laughs> you know, I enjoy it. I've always loved entertaining. And uh, I get to do that sometimes at the pub. And I wish I could do it more. Uh, I like just, you know, love cooking for people. I always have. Me too. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine's have a birthday party, and, and they asked me if I'd cook some food for them this weekend. Yeah. So, i got to get you on that. my team for the next uh, <laughs> Salute Community Table dinner. Yeah. I could use someone that likes to cook for, yeah. for a lot of people. That's yeah. on his day off. I don't know if he'll want to do that. No, I don't know. It's it's, it's just uh, fitting it in my yeah, busy schedule. Yeah, we throw I'm, some music Yeah, son and running him everywhere, and then... Yeah. A lady's back and forth. She lives in Charlotte, and 
Uh, she's trying to move this area. She's bought a home in locally in Landrum and trying to trying to get here permanently. So I got pulled in a lot of different directions, two businesses and all that. And sometimes I don't get to spend much time. Doing what you place. want. Yeah, yeah. And some of it's, you know, making food for people and just seeing them enjoy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll make a beef brisket and bring it down to the pub with a few sides or yeah. uh, make a pot of chili, chili yeah. you know, something, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, enjoy that. I do. I like, like to see people, you know. I remember it was like that before. It was a private club. It's not private anymore. Um, but uh, I always liked that community, too. Oh, I want to bring a little pot of this or a little of this. And it's, Share it with yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's something you can do. It's, Community-wise, if you're not going to church on Sunday or whether you do or not go, um, it's another way of having community you know, yeah. during the week, too. So it's, it's really nice. Bridge building. Bridge building, yeah. <laughs> we just did a Saluda community table dinner um, a couple weeks ago. We did meatballs for nice. 120, and we yeah. had a whole bunch of people from the theater down helping out. It was awesome. I, I threw out there that we should do um, Sloppy Joe's next, and... Yeah. Have a seventies theme and everyone could dress as hippies and we could yeah. sing a couple like songs from the seventies. That would be fun. We sang two songs the other night. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah, I know the choir here the local choir I did something like that a few years ago. Cool. Yeah. I mean God, I made like five hundred meatballs for that. It took me a while. I was supposed to have a helper. And they backed out all me. Like five hundred oh, meatballs. <laughs> I know all about that. This time we had six people rolling meatballs. Oh, uh, we rolled about yeah. five hundred meatballs in forty-five minutes. Yeah, it took me a few <laughs> hours to do five hundred meatballs. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Oh uh, no, it's uh, soothing sometimes. Just something, <laughs> something different. It's a special That's kind of person that thinks rolling five hundred meatballs. A lot of my deep thinking is involved in those moments. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. place. I remember my first time I uh, went to Saluda. Uh, I was in high school. I just moved here a few months and a friend of mine's like, we're going to go camping in Saluda. And I'm like, oh, where's that? He goes, that's just up the road a little bit. <laughs> and uh, we went to Bradley Falls right up the road. This is back before it is what it is now. Nobody went there over then. I mean, a few people. Yeah. <clears throat> there was just one little pull-off spot and we just, he said, he might want to bring some protection. I was mm-hmm. like, well, what do you mean protection? He's like, we're going to Saluda. I'm like, what's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, there's people who live back in the woods here. We got to deliver it He said, there's uh, you got to have a little protection when you go to Saluda. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this is a place you don't need any protection all of this place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, I, I saw what a beautiful place. The fall we went in, you know, both falls, you know, Big Bradley and Little Bradley. And I was yeah. like, this is gorgeous. Big Bradley's been closed down now for months and months. That's what I hear. Yeah. Are they ever going to reopen it? Does anybody well, know anything still, about Big Bradley? They're, they're still uh, trying to figure out uh, <coughs> how to keep it safe because we've had uh, nine or ten deaths Don't over the last... they drill into the rocks there and put up some sort of a well, fence? Well, but then again, uh, the 
game lands folks or the North Carolina Department of Resources, whatever, they want to even let the local uh, EMTs widen Down the trails the, uh, so they'll have more access when they do have accidents. Uh, so that's one of the big things is uh, when you have uh, waterfalls and cliffs and uh, steep terrain that we have here in Polk County, uh, it puts undue pressure on the small infrastructure of, of, of help in law enforcement. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, so dense foliage-wise, it's almost impossible even to rescue with helicopters. It, it's done now and then, but uh, it's, a again, as, as we're being more and more discovered by being more and more people, again, within our five-county region that I was talking about, uh, it's we've got a lot of growth and a lot of challenges in that growth. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this just about wraps up things. Uh Joe, it's been wonderful talking to you and uh, bringing some of the uh, Polk County natives now that you've been here close to, what, 37 years? 37, 40 years. Something like that. So, uh, yeah, if you're not a native by now, I guess you'd never be. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I am. Even though the people here are all like, no, you're not a native. You're still from somewhere else. I'm like, I'm an American I love. <laughs> I'm glad I'm an you American. said that. <laughs> yeah, people. I love. To... I love it here. Yeah. I don't want to be anywhere else. But yeah, this is a. It's a great little area. It's Luda, Tryon, this whole county. Yeah, it's a amazing place. You don't hear that people. You don't want to move here. But, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you we do like want to move here, call me <laughs> and I will sell your house. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Anytime. And thank you for uh, giving some insight and and some personal asides uh, to your story. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Glad I could do it. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you. It's time.